What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Tiger King Recap Podcast. We have moved on from Love is Blind, <laughs> um, just like many of the contestants um, with their significant others. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. What's up, everybody? I am a recovering Love is Blind addict, and I have moved on to Tiger King. You can find me on Twitter at DRivera1222. And I don't know why I'm tired because I've just been in my house for the last two weeks. <laughs> I haven't done I haven't done anything. It's day three of my official quarantine, and you can find me on social media at heartbreak double underscore kid. Day three. I'm at like day. I don't even know. I'm at like year seven. Um, it's been eighty four years. Exactly. The only time that I've left my house in the past two weeks is to go on a couple walks around my neighborhood. Uh, and that is it. Um, yeah, I'm Aaron, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. How are we holding up, team? Good. Uh, I mean, as good as we can in, you know, the circumstances. I think this is day... Let's see. My, like, self-isolation stuff started the 13th and that's when they called school that's when they were like everything is shut down stay in your house um for at least for us and so this is day let's see 14 16 of of self-isolation or i guess social distancing my last day was on thursday and so it's just kind of a little bit up in the air at the moment when everything comes back. So I guess it's just an effective vacation for me. Aaron, how's Aaron. school? <laughs> uh, it's fine. How's classes I, going? I am only in two classes this semester, which I think I've mentioned a number of times. Um, one of them is optional live via Zoom. Uh, with all of the lectures being recorded, so you could view them later if you want to, or if you can't make it or don't want to make it to the live portion. Uh, my other class is uh, completely over YouTube now, which is oh wow interesting. That's interesting, yeah. So, yeah. Luckily... Carolina has given the option for all classes to be pass-failed this semester, um, which is a good thing, uh, and I will probably take that option because it's just less stress. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't I am blame you. going very stir-crazy, only seeing my brother and parents. As much as I love them, they're the only people that I have seen in the flesh in the past two weeks. I feel that I have been at home. I have been working at home. I have been doing all the normal work things I do, except from a distance. Except I can't mail things, so we got to figure out how to do that um, with me not having museum postage here. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's been, I don't know, it's been good. Carla and I have been watching a lot of Survivor and Amazing Grace, and it's been a good time. Uh, we've also been watching a lot of Tiger King, <laughs> as a lot of people seem to have been doing. Yeah, if you really want to get your mind off of the coronavirus, just watch Tiger King. 
allow me to introduce you to Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. Uh, There's just so for those of you who haven't seen Tiger King, this is going to be spoilers up through at least episode five because that's what David's seen. Maverick and I have seen all of it. Um, but I recommend that you watch it just because I'll put it this way. He is a self-described gay redneck gun-toting cowboy who owns a private zoo. If that's not enough to hook you, I'm not sure what else can get you, except, um, as Mike Falzone pointed out on Dynamic Banter, someone's arm gets bitten off in the second episode, and it still feels like the beginning. Yeah, that's like prequel stuff. That's like (laughs) the setup. That's not even like climax that's like oh yeah we're just setting up for the real crazy crap and it's, it's as, just wild. as dan lebertard pointed out the two most sane people in this show have one arm or no legs yeah <laughs> yeah that's not too wrong actually so what do y'all think of tiger <laughs> Uh, Maverick, you share first because I'm only halfway through. You share your your final thoughts. As I was alluding to before, I think it's just a great piece of a video to get you really just kind of like on the level of Love Is Blind. Just just kind of sit back and just watch chaos unfold and just enjoy it. Because you have Joe Exotic, as like I said, he's self described as all these things. He's libertarian. He's gay. He's a redneck. He owns this giant exotic zoo with over hundreds of tigers and exotic animals. He has two husbands who... <laughs> I can't even get to that part because it's spoilery. And uh, we, we're, we're full spoil. We're first, we'll, we'll actually know well, up until no, episode five. All I know is that one of them has that, a tattoo. Oh, okay. I was going to talk about the that tattoo that says... Them that I can't go into. <laughs> Oh, okay. Some I was going to say proper, Some pro- 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 property of Joe Exotic tattooed right above the private area was a nice touch. Yikes. And then, I'm sorry, his explanation of how he hooked, I think his t- name is Tyler. Isn't his name Tyler? Which one? The younger, taller one with the porn stash. Travis, I think. Travis. Travis. Maldonado. Yeah, from, from California. Yeah. That was that was a whole <laughs> that was a whole like escapade. There, too. There's some things that you don't even know about, and so I'll, I wait. I can't wait to see your reaction to those for both Travis and for John Fair. I think it's John Fairley or something. The other one, something like that. It's just yeah. It's yeah. it's really it's wild. One, uh, two. As someone who works for an AZA accredited institution, um. All of these zoos are terrible. Every single one. Even um, Big Cat Rescue. Like, there's yeah. no way Big Cat Rescue would pass ACA accreditation. So basically a little premise for those that are like just hearing about it or haven't started it yet. Basically, it, I think it's really meant just to be a nice, not a nice, but just a documentary into like what it's like to have a zoo like that. But then it just becomes so many different other things. And so the main premise is it's following Joe Exotic in his zoo. It's in Oklahoma. And then the main kind of issue is he's feuding with this woman named Carol Baskin, who is like 
an animal rights activist. She works with PETA. She has this thing called the animal, like, was it the, the Big Cat Rescue down in Florida? And so they just go at each other on social media all the time, saying each other's, like, being abusive to their animals. Uh, they need to have their zoos uh, closed and their animals, like, relocated and all this other stuff. And they just go back and forth. And it's 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 messy and it's petty. And it's a, it's a lot of things. There are musical disses made towards the other people and big campaigns. Listen, here Kitty Kitty is like a little bit of a banger. Like, it is. Kind of go. So, yeah, so we didn't mention. So, Joe Exotic is all the other things previously mentioned. He's also a singer and does music videos. He has two studio with, with albums. The, the silky voice of a Barry Manilow. <laughs> A country That's not his voice. Low. Spoiler: That is not his voice. <laughs> he, is, but his voice isn't wonderful. bad. Which David, you will see later, his voice isn't bad, but that is not his voice. Um. Yeah. But so, see, it just starts off get, with that, but then it gets into so much other stuff. You there, there's crimes. There's so sneakiness. Uh, there's bamboozling. There for the point. The point that I'm at, I think, right now. I just watched the episode where um, you had the producer on and he was talking about how he got into a spat with Joe a week prior and was talking about how he owns the rights to his internet show and this new docuseries, this new reality show. And then, you know, they have the hidden camera of Joe going to the lawyer and then, you know, all of a sudden his whole, you know, studio is burnt down in a very obvious arson, according to them. And, you know, they kind of throw around, like, potentially that Joe did it or paid so or Joe paid somebody to do it. Um, but the thing is, he immediately put out a campaign saying that Carol did it, PETA did it, all these animal rights activists did it, and, and so forth. Oh, and the animal rights note, people. The animal rats people. Well, because it was a, it was it had his internet studio and it also had the alligators in it. Which first point, like crazy combination there, and then two, like that. <laughs> it's just, really wild to add both him, of those. Him trying to describe place. like the several takes of the video of him like acting sad about the alligators and describing the, the I think it was ultimately like the wall of inferno or something that took him up. Yeah. <sighs> There's just so Power much to unpack. Every time I think of something, I feel like I have to think about something else and then call back to something else. But it, it's just unbelievable. And it was even more unbelievable because when I saw – I got to tell you, like the, the point in the show where I was like, this is just too much. This cannot be real was when I saw the wedding photos of Carol and her husband – and they're oh, on a beach, in the, in the big cat and suit. he's in the, he's in the tiger suit on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "All right, <laughs> this is out of pocket." <laughs> so, speaking of Carol, let's let's get into it. Carol Baskin. Maverick. Carol Baskin. Do you think Carol Baskin killed her husband? Who allegedly? Allegedly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at, at the bare minimum, she knows something. And is not telling us. Because she's not distraught enough. Uh, David, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly did Carol Baskin kill her husband. 
she allegedly 100% did that crap. Like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no, there's too much circumstantial evidence. I don't know if she fed him to the cats, but she definitely had something to do with that man's death. Because that whole situation, like, you know, being gone the day before, like meeting up with her sheriff's office brother, <laughs> um, you know, going and getting all of the, the la- what is it, uh, getting his will and then changing the person that presides over it to herself. And then his will says, in case of disappearance, not in case of death, in case of disappearance. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, she did that. Come on. She is so slick, bro. She is slick. I didn't trust her. Same way I, I, I pinned Jessica from episode one. I told I was watching it with Lauren. I was like, this. <laughs> I don't trust this lady from episode one. From on one. you, Carol Baskin. We are day on one. You. We're on the. Oh my god! But Joe is so out of freaking pocket, man. He is <laughs> both so bad. out of pocket. Like I said, pocket. here's the whole thing where she's telling him that you know she needs to, he needs to get these cats out of these cages, put them back in the wild, all this stuff. But here, come to the big cat rescue where I have a bunch of big cats in cages for you to come look at. I that so are smaller pro- and apparently don't even pass regulations. So two things. One, I I really don't think she killed her husband, but I do think that she forged all of those documents a hundred percent. Oh, totally. Who, whose will says disappearance? That's not a thing. Um, the but lawyer, also, like, his lawyer says that he's never seen that in a will in thirty years of being a lawyer. That just that's because, not how you don't put that kind of verbiage. But I like she is bad, but, and they're both bad. But like, like David said, Joe Joe Exotic, he was a thousand per- like he was so doing the most, a hundred percent doing the most, to the point where I can see myself being petty enough <laughs> if I were capable <laughs> of doing the exact same thing. But, but it's n- it is so wild. Nobody in that show is a good person, other than the people with no with with missing limbs, like. <laughs> Also, we're not getting talked about, I think, one of the most mesmerizing characters, and that's saying a lot even because we have Joe Exotic. I think Doc Antle is a very underrated character on this show. The My one dude, has a, Antle a quest. is Joe Exotic, but smart. <laughs> yeah, he has a questionable amount of wives. That's not even, no, he it's just two has... to three, it's four to five. It's like the informant. Have you all seen the informant when he keeps, like, they ask him how much money he's stolen. He's like, he starts at like a hundred thousand, and he eventually gets up to a million. He's like, how many wives do you have? I have like two to three, and then someone else is like, yeah, he's got like four to six. And he, someone's like, I think at one time he had like nine wives. <laughs> Listen, I have friends that are polyamorous who have multiple partners, and it's like a very like consensual, loving thing, and it works out for them, and it's great. This is an abusive relationship. This is a cult. Like, this is, is a sex cult. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cult. Yeah. <laughs> It's his, um, yeah. He lives in Myrtle like Beach. 17? He's in the yeah, Carolinas. Yeah, he lives in Myrtle Beach, which is wild. <laughs> right <laughs> down the road. If know anything about Myrtle Beach, it's that Doc Antle lives in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> so the next time I go to Myrtle That's Beach, I'm going to find this to <laughs> Just, oh my god. And then on top of that, like, like, he started off relatively normal, and then it just, like, 
spiraled <laughs> from ep- to like episode three and he knows a ton but he's like you're not getting me saying that on camera <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like he knows no, he's, he's a smart. lot <laughs> no i knew i knew um i knew what it was whenever he said his name was like bhagavan i was like no bhagavan. your parents did not your parents didn't name you that that, that's not a thing that happened. He said, yeah, I'm a doctor. I was like, a doctor of what, sir? And it took, like, four episodes to be, like, a doctor of, like, mysticism. I'm like, get this dude out of here. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's, he's like, the scariest person on the show. He is. And that's saying something, because Joe Exotic is shooting dynamite in his backyard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's just, I could go on for a while about all the crap that happens in this in this show. And I'm only five episodes in. I cannot wait to finish it tonight. Well, let's, because there's nothing else to talk about. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I just, oh. First of all, like, Carol Baskins. Okay. The thing about Carol is that, like, I thought they did a really good job of editing. The thing about Carol, that's the other documentary that's coming out, the thing about Carol. The thing Carol. about Carol. The thing about Carol is that, like, you know, in the, I did, they did, I thought they did a really good job of editing in a way to kind of, like, not outwardly call her a hypocrite, but also kind of show the similarities between all of the, the places that she's speaking out against and then showing the similarities that she has uh, to those places. Because the first thing I said was like, how is what you do any different than what these people are doing? You have volunteers. Volunteers. You have you're – make, you're, you're making money off of these big cats. You have this large property. You're collecting these animals. The only thing that they're doing differently is the cub petting. They're not cub petting at her place. That's the only thing. <laughs> and then like again, from me who works at a 501c3 organization that works with animals and like does a lot of animal work and who has a bunch of volunteers that help that volunteer system is questionable the red shirt and then you work for six yeah, months and you graduate shirt. to the purple shirt and then you work for three years and then now you're a blue shirt and then for five years this then a- carol notices you and now you're a dark blue shirt like, you know, like are you kidding me is this summer camp? Yeah. <laughs> but, it's super weird. And and then I feel like nobody is talking about the fact that they ate tr- they ate meat off of trucks from Walmart. The Walmart The Walmart truck. <laughs> the, the Walmart truck. They took all the expired and not and non-usable meat from Walmart, loaded it in a refrigerator truck, and they dropped it off at Joe Exotic's place to feed to the tigers. But they let the staff <laughs> pull meat off first, <laughs> which is just nuts. And they're like, oh, yeah, so, roadkill. Yeah, they call us first. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you – I don't think you've gotten – there's more with the Walmart meat that's coming. So just stay tuned. Okay. I, don't oh, think, I think no. there's a part that you haven't seen yet. Have you seen guess, the we, stuff with the um, copyright? Yes, yes. Uh, that was my next. That was my next thing. The big cat. Oh yeah, er, go for it. Big cat rescue entertainment. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that what you're talking about? It's like, dude, you can't. You can't just do that. You can't. They just cl- they clipped a square off of her website, added entertainment in faded font. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just so funny. And the fact that it's they the went, biggest dude, like he for sure thought he's like, oh, I got her this time. It's like this is the thing that's gonna. So the the thing about so where I left off was where homeboy that was supposedly really rich came swooped in to help him out. Um, and oh, the episode this ended. Fun character. And the episode ended, and he was like, I had no idea that his mansion was rented, that his cars were behind payment i had no idea that he was this much in debt and then they were like he stole the zoo and that's where i left off so that if you need a reference point it's like you can't look at that dude and figure that out <laughs> oh yeah like, he puts tigers like, dude, he takes tiger three cubs. more questions <laughs> <laughs> he puts tiger cubs into louis vuitton bags and takes them to vegas are you kidding me? like come on Ugh. it's like if Joe Exotic would have read like two more sentences in contracts, like he'd still he'd be good. Like he'd still be out here. Also, apparently, all it takes for me to rule the world is to have a tiger cub, and I can get whatever I want. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, apparently, I just get people to touch a tiger cub, and apparently they're hypnotized, and I can get them to do whatever I want. Just before we actually go on to anything content-wise, is anybody else besides Aaron, because this doesn't apply to you, but has anyone else re- really regret not getting a haircut before this all started? <laughs> a little bit, a tiny bit. Mav's got an in-home yeah. hair salon. So. Oh, that's true. Yep, my, my mom's a barber, so I'm I'm in the cut. You in the cut. Oh, okay. Is that what you are? <laughs> Pardon the pun. I didn't even I didn't even think of that. So I'm, I, I just, is, I just yeah, yeah, I did not mean that one. I'm sorry. My coworkers on Zoom meetings are going to see a lot of cornrows and twists and other other ways. My hair going to be in protective styles. I hope they're ready for it. I just started wearing a hat. Um, I, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, this is embarrassing. I can't, I can't walk around like this. I look like Cindy Lou Who from the back with the with the, the curls. Oh dear. We have a question from Turner Metlicott who wants us to tell the people our four favorite basketball players right now, only actives and LeBron doesn't count. What why does LeBron not count? Because he's too lovable. Yeah. <laughs> it's his reason. And they have to be NBA. Uh, sure. Okay, we'll go NBA then. All right. I gotta think about that one. Uh, I gotta put Theo Pinson on there. I can. Co- I think I'll put Joel Embiid as my first one. It's respectable. Let's see. John Morant is super fun to watch. Giannis. I'm a big Giannis fan. Big Giannis believer. And why not? Zion. That's my four. Joel, John Morant, um, Zion, and Giannis. I would also go with Giannis. Uh, I would go Giannis, Theo Pinson, um, 
I feel like Devin Booker would be on more lists, but nobody sees the Suns. Nobody cares about the Suns. Um, what about Jamal Murray? He can play, though. He can play. He can ball. But it's just, they're the Suns. <laughs> Which didn't used to be that way. You know, when they had Steve Nash, they were, you know, really solid. But they are not that <laughs> anymore. Uh, so Giannis, <clears throat> you know, I was... I was on the Pascal Siakam train for a while, especially last year. But he is like, he might win most improved player again for a second time. Um, I did not expect him to look like he did this season. Even like, I don't know. I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't either. It's weird because you saw him like dominate in the finals last year. And you're like, whoa, where did this come from? And now he got better this year. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> you're like, how, how much higher can this dude go? So uh, Pascal Siakam's fun to watch when I can catch the Raptors. Um, oh, I had it in my head. Who was the last one? Crap. I'll think of it. Give me a second. Somebody else go. I got mine if, you, if you're yeah, still Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 can't, I can't remember who it is. I had it and I lost it. I mean, first things first, Luka Doncic. Number two, Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Luckily, they're both on the same team, so it's two and one for that one. The third one is Dame Dalla, Damian Lillard. And four, I'll also go Giannis. Mine are in no particular order, but I would go Kobe White, Theo Pinson, Matthew Dallavadova, and Damian Lillard. Ooh. Boo. How can you boo Dally? <laughs> because he's Matthew Delvadova. <laughs> That's exactly why you should love him. Like, my favorite thing about him is he looks like a competent point guard like four out of five times, but then that one time is so funny. <laughs> the one time where he looks like the most unathletic person in the world is my favorite thing. My favorite thing out of all of the Matthew Dallavadova memories and stories that I've heard through the years is that the day after the Cavs won the championship, or maybe it was two days after, he went to Cedar Point to celebrate, but he didn't go with any of his teammates or any of his friends. He just went by himself. And there's a photo of him like going crazy, uh, riding Millennium Force by himself. It's just the most deli thing ever. I remembered. I was gonna say Russell Westbrook when he's on a roll is the mo- is fun to watch. Especially I got he he dunks like the rim insulted his mother. So <laughs> that's it's 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 always a fun time to watch. Let's see what else is there. Um, Michael Coe asks us our the college football players we think would have won the Heisman um, that that should have won the Heisman that didn't or the best players that never won the Heisman and I will admit my college football knowledge is not vast enough to answer that question I know at least one off the top of my head and that's Ben Young for Texas that's a good one Uh, Peyton Manning who lost to Charles Woodson he wasn't going to be Charles But basically, any other year, I feel like Peyton would have won. Uh, let's 
see. I feel like a lot of defensive players that never had a chance. Yeah, because defensive players like, really don't win a whole lot. Indominus Sue comes to mind. Uh, Davion Clowney. Randy Moss did not win. That's always one that's kind of like, whoa. True, but who's watching Marshall football? Still, though, <laughs> I know. I know, but, like, you think about Randy Moss, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm sure he killed it. I'm sure he won the Heisman or something. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> like, Hey, let's, let's get technical here. Reggie Bush. <laughs> Man, get that out of my face. <laughs> he has a Heisman. Did AP win? No, he did uh, not. I don't think he did. Uh, yeah. That's another one. Deion Lewis didn't. Or sorry, Deion Sanders. Wrong, wrong Deion. Deion Sanders did not. Not Deion Lewis. No, there's definitely a lot of players that did not need that Heisman to have good professional careers. So, I, what that, are man? we? Oh no, I was going to ask what we're watching and playing and reading and all that good stuff since there's not much else to do since there aren't any sports to watch. Y'all, y'all know what I've been tweeting about. It's Animal Crossing. And I have never <laughs> played Animal Crossing ever in my life previous to, you know, four days ago. But it's relaxing. It's enjoyable. I'm having a great time. Doesn't sound like it by how you're tweeting. I, I wish Tom sure, Nook would like, it seems like It seems like the worst parts of being an adult. But it's so relaxing. I, paying rent isn't relaxing. Hey, it's non-interest, <laughs> no interest, and there's no timeline on it. You can pay it off. I just got to sell a couple sticks, and I can pay it off. <laughs> so what happens were that when easy. you... What happens when you do pay it off, or if you never pay it off? Like, is that the main goal of the game, is you to pay can, off your you mortgage? You cannot pay it off. You don't have to pay it off. It's just there, because you can't upgrade your house until you pay it off. Oh, um, got it. That's like the, okay, you want to upgrade your house? Okay, you paid off your last mortgage. I'll upgrade your house again. Here's how much it costs. Then you pay it, and then you can upgrade it again. However, you don't have to, technically. Technically... There is no quote-unquote goal in the game. It's like you creating your own space, your own island. Um, I take a lot of enjoyment in my museum, so I catch animals. I catch uh, fish. I catch uh, bugs. And I ca- and I dig up fossils, and I donate them to uh, a dude Colby. named... I donate, I donate them to a dude named Blathers, and he takes them and, uh, <laughs> and he uh, puts them in a really cool museum. Nice. I so think I spend a lot of time doing I'm probably going to get the game eventually because I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it. It's so fun. What were you saying, Maverick? Well, he said he was donating to a museum, so I was like, he donated it to Colby. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> so Appreciate it. It's a good time. And, um, like, the building aspect of it, so, like, I've seen a lot of really creative things that people have made uh, really creative, uh, like art. You can make your own clothes. You can do pixel art and, and put it onto like hoodies and t-shirts. Um, you can do paintings. You can upload photos onto your phone and make a QR code and upload it into the game, which is cool. Uh, so like if I took a picture of me and Lauren, and then I uploaded it to my phone through the Nintendo app, and then I could get the QR code, put it into my game, 
and I could hang up a picture of me and Lauren pixelated on in my house, you know. So I don't know. That's there's a lot cool. of cool, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. I have a prompt that just popped up on my Twitter. Yeah. Pretend that kindness would kill the virus and bring back everything normal, including sports. What's the nicest thing you can say about the team you hate? Can't be backhanded. Has to be positive. Do you want to read the ones that you tweeted? Four. <laughs> yes. Um, Duke's blue is very nice. I believe that. I really like royal blue. It's a great color. Um, their gothic print uniforms that they brought out this year were really great, and they should make them their normal. Um, that is genuine. I uniforms. also agree with that. I said that on Twitter when it happened. I was like, I I don't like Duke, but these jerseys are fire. <laughs> like, um, I find myself watching a lot of NC State athletics just because their games are always really fun to watch. Um, That's they're always really interesting. <laughs> it, no, but it is. Like I, I had so much more fun watching NC State basketball than Carolina basketball this year. Where when like it's always interesting, and I appreciate that they bring that. And also, watching their home games are wild because that fan base say what you want about them they are passionate (laughs) um and i think that is great my first nfl game ever was when the panthers played the falcons in uh 2006 i want to say it was the first time the panthers ever beat the falcons but it was also or the first time the panthers ever beat the falcons where michael vick was their quarterback and Michael Vick is as amazing as everyone says he was. He's even better in person. Um, And another uniform-related one, the Saints color rush uniforms, the all-gold ones, or the all-white ones with the gold numbers with the black outline, um, should be their forever away uniforms. So, let's play nice. I'll echo the the Duke gothic jerseys things. Um... Oh gosh, this is harder than I thought. <laughs> uh, I really enjoy watching overtime games with Virginia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Virginia Tech really gets under your skin like that? I, uh, ever since I went to, uh, ever since I went there and watched us get throttled like 40 million to like seven and all I could hear was the whole time. I'm like, I hate it. (laughs) Like (laughs) with the key rattling and the, and the, I don't know. It's just, it was annoying. Great stadium, great atmosphere, great, uh, great mutton, great turkey legs, but, uh, yeah, nah, I'm not a fan of the team. I also really hate Virginia Tech. Uh, I hate their players more than anything, but <laughs> I will... <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really have anything against their fans, but I will echo that the atmosphere at their stadium is really, really hard to match anywhere else. Um, and their kettle corn is fantastic. Yes, and it is. 
uh, the kids in their band that I have met have been nothing but but extremely nice. Yeah, the fans were the fans were pretty nice when we were there, uh, mm-hmm. in like the top row of forever, you know. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so, anyway. I NC will State also. Games are, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Aaron. Oh no, I'll, no, I'll no, no. You go. It's still your turn. It's still your turn. Oh, I was just gonna say, NC State games are fun to watch sometimes. <laughs> I will echo, but change a little bit um, what you were saying about the Duke uniforms, both of y'all. I really like their black uniforms. I feel like that is the Duke uniform that when I see them wearing it, it's more of an oh boy feeling than any other uniform they have. I want to beat them more when they wear the black uniforms. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. But like, I feel like I don't really know. I, I go back and forth on if there is such a thing as an intimidating uniform, but I feel like the Duke black uniform is an intimidating uniform if one exists. Um, the Warriors revolutionized the way basketball was played, which I think... Um, <laughs> you can do it. Oh, you got this, buddy. <laughs> It made <laughs> it made basketball fun to watch. I can hear you talking way. through your teeth from here. Maverick, do you have anything nice Is to say? Is that all your teams? <sighs> okay. I mean, Duke, you have to give it to him. It's just a lot of sustained success, and that is behind the helm of Coach K. And so that's what makes the Carolina-Duke rivalry what it is, is that both teams have sustained this success for decades upon decades. So that's definitely one thing to give to them. Uh, fans of NC State are very committed fans. Uh, that's, that's all I can say about that. Um, the Miami Heat made basketball really interesting to watch. For a long period of time. And Pat Riley is probably one of the best front office managers in the NBA right now. You look at his tenures both like coaching like with the Knicks, with the Lakers, and everything now with the front office with Miami. He made a really strong powerhouse in the early 2010s with the first real big three other than uh, the big three in Boston. So it, just, it, was, it made basketball really interesting to watch. Because you wanted to see how other teams would go against the big three. There we go. We're happy people. <laughs> All right. What else do we have this episode, or are we wrapping it up? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be productive too, because I still got I got school work to do. Like I'm still teaching kids, um, and you know I'm uploading video lessons onto their online module and. I'm finishing up grading, and um, I do I do live lessons on Fridays with all my kids. But I'm also trying to like creep into the backlog of my games, so it's like I'm trying to balance productivity with wanting to, you know, play video games. And you know, I can't re- I can go outside. I go on walks every day, but it's not like I can go hang out with friends. I can't go to the school. I can't go you know do anything else. So like I've been 
like listing out my backlog of games and I think I'll have plenty of time if this continues to 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 dig into that. <laughs> so I'm I need to play. I think through. I'm gonna get the Final Fantasy VII remake on April 10th when it comes out. Oh my God! Does it come out April 10th? Yeah, it does, and I've never played it before. So. Oh my God! That's gonna kill me. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Um. Right at the end of the semester. I um. Uh, I need to play through the Uncharted series. I have it. I just haven't done it. I have all four games. I have the the trilogy collection that I bought for like ten bucks, and then I my PS4 came with Uncharted Four. So I, I just I need to play through it because I've heard so many good things about it, um, but I haven't been able to. Um, so that's one that's major. I gotta pay. I try to play through four games. <laughs> They're pretty short though. They're not super long. Anyway, that's the first on my backlog. Anything else from y'all, Maverick, Aaron? No, not really. Wait, wait, wait. I might have something to bear with me in a moment. I also, I just finished my first season on 2K, and I, I was like, who... Did you win the championship? I, I did win the championship, and I was like, huh. so I'm with the Clippers right now, so it's me, Kawhi, and PG. And then, like, Lou Will is our sixth man, and it's been, it was good. It was a little bit of a struggle, but we got through. And uh, and I was like, huh, okay, so let's see who we sign in free agency. And we signed Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis <laughs> in free agency. So my starting five is me at the point, <laughs> Kawhi at the two, Paul George at the three, <laughs> Anthony Davis at the four, Andre Drummond at the five. That's ridiculous. I did not influence this whatsoever, I promise. I joined the Lakers after my first season, but I haven't played any games yet. But anyway. Sorry, Maverick, you sound like you were about to say something. Somebody sounded like they were about to say something. Yeah, I think we all forgot one. What? Villanova. Oh. Gave, gave us what might be one of the best college basketball national championship games ever and one of the greatest endings to a national championship ever and Jay Wright is just an upstanding man and he's top notch and I forgive Chris Jenkins he was there for I don't have any bad feelings about Villanova though about that game for sure and I I know um, SB Nation just put out a rewinder about that game uh, which I'm not going to watch. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Villanova, I'm, I'm good with them. I've made my peace. I think winning the next year helped a lot. If, if we didn't win that next year, I think I would have a lot more harsh feelings towards them. But I did see on Twitter somebody say, if you could reverse any sporting event, um, what would you do? And I was like, immediately, 2016. Versus Villanova, even at the cost of 2017, I think oh, yeah. having Marcus and Bryce and, uh, and and all those guys get a championship on the way out would have been so poetic and so nice, um, and they deserved it. If Chris Jenkins misses that shot and that game goes into overtime and we win, Marcus Page is royalty. Like, he already is now. Like, he's probably one of the most beloved Tar Heels of all time, but, like, if that shot is the one that sends us into overtime, like, 
ridiculous. It would be ridiculous how revered Marcus Page would be. Like Luke May on steroids. Like it like that level. Not to like Luke May is massive. That is an earth shatteringly cool shot that he made. But you talk about hitting that kind of three pointer in the national title game to send it to overtime. Like that would have been iconic for a long time. Like we would be saying Marcus Page for three the way we say um May for the win. Oh my god, yeah. Man. Anyway, on that heartbreaking note. <laughs> uh, I know. Stay safe, everybody. Um, keep watching your hands. Stay away from other people. Stay in your house. Um, like our um, governor, Roy Cooper, said, slap that coronavirus away from here. <laughs>